Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. G'day and thanks for getting hold of this edition of Movies First. Today we're going to take a look at Brad's status and this episode is brought to you by our very good friends at the Dollar Shave Club. Don't forget, for a special deal for Movies First listeners, you can go to dollarshaveclub.com slash first and pick up for yourself a great deal where you'll experience your first month of the club for as little as $5. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash first. Five, four, three, two, one... This is Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Chris Coleman with you for another edition of Movies First. As always, joined by Alex First. Greetings to you, Mr First. Uh, Mr Coleman, do you gaze inwardly? Do you navel gaze? Do you stop and say, hey, this is where I am in my life ever? Occasionally, I think everyone does. And, And do you sort of look at your contemporaries, people that you grew up with, and colleagues and say, hey, they're more successful than I am. Oh, and, you know, I'm leaving them in the shade. Uh, hey, it's funny you should mention that. Uh, this the, the, the weekend before we recorded this, I was actually at my high school reunion. So, right? yeah, well, so it was an interesting time because, yeah, there, there, was, there was a bit of that going on. I won't say there was a lot of, you know, comparison going on, but certainly a lot of catching up and sharing of stories from three decades hence. Wow. And have you seen these people in those three decades, some of them? Uh, a handful, but, you know, not a lot because, you know, we have scattered to the four winds. Yeah, well, it's that sort of detail that is in the movie we're going to discuss today, Brad's status. So this middle-aged man gazing inwardly, not liking what he's seeing, and that's the premise. Slow-moving, bittersweet comedy from writer and director Mike White, who did The Good Girl, Ben Stiller is Brad Sloan, hence the title Brad Status, bloke on the edge of a meltdown, the guy re-evaluating his life's worth and achievements. A trip to Boston with his college-bound son Troy, played by Austin Abrams from Paper Towns, triggers this crisis of confidence because he, he reassesses his own choices. And Brad's got this satisfying career. He started up a not-for-profit got a comfortable life in suburban Sacramento. He lives there with his sweet-natured wife, Melanie, Jenna Fisher, and their musical prodigy son. So, but it's not quite what he imagined during his glory days at college. Now, I reckon there'd be a lot of people like that. Life, for some reason, has let them down, or they feel let down, or they're not as successful as somebody else. They don't have the the status. They, you know, others have got yachts and you know, they've gone on to achieve greatness or scientific breakthroughs. Don't you think that's common in life? I think so. I think fairly common, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and showing his son around Boston where Brad went to uni, he can't help compare, but compare his life with those of his four best college friends. There's there's a Hollywood big shot, there's a hedge fund provider and founder, there's a tech entrepreneur and, and a political pundit and best-selling author. And as he imagines their wealthy, glamorous lives, he he wonders if cosy middle-class domesticity is the best that he'll ever achieve. And when circumstances force him to reconnect with his former friends, Brad begins to question whether he's really failed. 
or if in some essential ways their lives are more flawed than they appear. So, okay, interesting concept. Mike White wanted to write something to tell his father that he loves him and thinks he's a success, even though his dad feels like he never lived up to his own expectations. And White also saw with his dad that the relationship one has with the world, read that to mean one's status, can be as important or more so as that which one has with family, partners and friends. You know, it's the keeping up with the Joneses phenomenon I suppose we're talking about. And he also sees that in himself. This is the the guy who's responsible for this piece, the writer and director, Mike White. Like Brad, he's got this running commentary in his head comparing himself to others and the success he perceives they have. So the movie, by the way, is also an effort to tackle cultural anxiety, according to White. You're listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Now, Alex, I'll just get you to take a break for one second while we remind our good listeners about our very good friends at Dollar Shave Club. And seriously, getting onto the Dollar Shave Club, it is about the smartest thing you'll ever do. It'll make your life easier. You don't have to trek down to the store, stand there, be confronted by a wall of razors and say, what am I going to buy? Which one's the best value? Which one's the best price? Which one's the best quality? Because Dollar Shave Club, they tick the boxes. They give you price and they give you quality. And when you get it, it's an amazing shave. And you don't even have to get home for it because they deliver right to the door. I've got them, and it's for a lot less than what I used to pay for razors as well. You don't have to go downtown. You don't have to buy expensive razors. You get a nice handle, a really good sturdy handle. Pick a razor that works for you, and I've fallen absolutely in love with the executive razor. It's a great shave. Sometimes it'll even last me two days. And I don't have to go and buy razors. I keep saying this because it's so easy. Three million members like me love the Dollar Shave Club. It is quality, it is value, it's convenience, Dollar Shave Club, it can't be beaten. And right now, if you listen to this podcast, right now you can get your first month of the club for as little as $5. After that, just a few bucks a month. There's no reason not to join. Get yours at dollarshaveclub.com slash first. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash first. You're listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. For more, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Very dialogue-driven, dialogue-heavy, I actually largely appreciated what was on offer, the sentiments expressed in the film and its approach, even if at times I thought the pacing was a bit too pedestrian. Perhaps that's merely a reflection of my occasional angst at the deadpan delivery of what I call the thought track. Stella, well, he pulls off his character, caring, considered, overbearing with aplomb. Martin Sheen. Now, I like him as a, 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 a my, Mark Martin, I called him, Michael Sheen. I, <laughs> I do yeah. that all the time. <laughs> oh, it's bad. Yeah. No, well, um, who are you? Yeah, um, anyway, Mr Coleman, yes. So Michael Sheen, <laughs> he, he basically is this sort of media-savvy, arrogant celebrity, and he's got one extended scene with Stiller, steps comfortably into that role. I mean, he's a very, very fine actor in his own right. And... The, the son, Abrams, shows little emotion and in so doing channels the character Troy's laid-back approach to life. There's also a newcomer called Shari Raja, makes quite an impression as Troy's idealistic but grounded friend. So, yeah, some pretty decent performances. Look, the way the script's been written, the kids in this piece are the ones with a the grip. They can and do teach Brad a thing or two about what he should care about. And my take-home from all of this is that Reflection's one thing, 
but becoming mired in it is another entirely. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, that's quite self-destructive. You know, just get on with it. You know, it's not about comparing yourself all the time to others. It's about making your own impact. And that impact can be really the best impact of the lot is amongst your, your friends and your family or the other way around, your family and your friends. It doesn't have to be about owning a Learjet. You know, it doesn't have to be about making it big in the hedge fund world. And that, that's, that's sort of you're putting sort of some expectations upon yourself that for the vast majority of the world, for the vast majority of the 7 billion plus people in the world, it, it's never going to happen. But that doesn't mean that you can't still play an important part in, in the lives of other people who really matter to you. Mm -hmm. Does this compare to anything else? Because I'm, I'm just... I can't think of anything else that it sort of stacks up with uh, in terms of a comparison. Uh, and it may sound a little odd here, but it does sound a little bit like, perhaps, mm -hmm. and I may have the wrong end of the stick here, but you know how, how Ben Stiller actually did the remake of The Secret Life of Walter Mitty? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Now, yes. now admittedly, that was really special effects-driven uh, uh, and really yeah. heavily overblown. This almost sounds like it's sort of that, but... Scale yeah. right back. Is 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 that you know? Is it sort of in that same universe? I I see where you're coming from. I wouldn't put it in that class. Oh. I I simply I really mean what I said at the very start of this. Like, do you ever stop and and take a breath and reflect poorly? I, and I'm you know, I I don't mean to expose your innermost secrets here, but I mean I suppose everybody every human being has strength and vulnerability. Sometimes one takes over. So you've had a bad day, right, or you've had a bad week or a bad month, you, you've, and, and you suddenly start questioning yourself. That's kind of where this is coming from. So it is sort of slice-of-life reality, but it also is just a movie. So, you know, let's let's look at it in that way. I, I think it's worthy, and it's, it's just a little bit slow. So it's 7 out of 10. For Brad Stavis. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. This has been another episode of Movies First, brought to you by your friends and mine at thedollarshaveclub.com. And Dollar Shave Club, a great way to save yourself money and pick up quality razors. To find out more and to get a special introductory offer, get online to dollarshaveclub.com slash first. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash first. Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco... I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.